Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Polls are polls, right? They are going to be all over the place. Uh, they are going to, they're going to, um, you know, they don't tell the whole story, actually. And that is just <laughs> the way a poll is. Yikes, is she bad at her job? Of course well, her job is impossible. Well, yeah, I was about to say, the, 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 those of you who beat up on KJP for her answers, what is she supposed to say? When a reporter hits with her, hey, the latest poll has Joe Biden with the worst numbers any president's had in a century. What is she supposed to say? Yeah, he sucks, doesn't he? Or I mean, what, what are you going to say other than, well, polls, you know, how polls are. They go up and down. Uh, she said, but I, I maintain she's just bad at it. She's just bad at uh, bowl S, which, you know, maybe that's a service to the country. It exposes just how untenable and indefensible their position is when you babble something incoherent about uh, polls. Uh, they, uh, um, they, uh, 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 they don't tell the whole story. Two which things polls? you need to- All of them. Okay. All right. I got a couple of debate notes for you that are huge. First of all, the Republican debate tomorrow night that I'm struggling to come up with a reason why I would watch it because Trump is not going to be there and he is going to be the nominee unless he decides not to be or drops dead. That's pretty much the only way uh, he would not be it. But North Dakota Governor Doug Burnham has qualified for the second JOP presidential debate. I don't know if he did that thing he did last time where he sent people... $20 gift cards for a $10 donation, so he got enough donations that he made the stage. But anyway, it's going to be the same lineup as the first time around, with the only exception being Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas, who you didn't notice was there oh, last time. Oh, there's no point in watching now. No Asa, no Joe. You That's what Ada. I say. His name's Ada. It is Trump not Ada. Ada, you third grader. And the other debate, which I guarantee you will get much bigger ratings coming in November... Newsom and DeSantis are going to debate on Fox with Hannity as the moderator. 90-minute debate. I've been wanting this for a long time. That you got two guys 
with their facts at hand, who are both pretty good at spooling them out, and let's let's get it on. Let's let's have the discussion about COVID shutdowns and education and trans this or that. Uh, I love the idea of these two. I th- I actually think this could be good for America. I do too. I certainly am prepared for it to go off the rails and do damage because most things seem to these days. Uh, but I love the idea. Yeah, November the thirtieth. And it's um, I can absolutely see why Ron DeSantis is willing to do it. Why not? Uh, he's getting pummeled. Swing for the fences. Maybe you have a moment where your your campaign is rescued somehow. I Gavin Newsom. I tip my cap to Gavin Newsom for having the guts to go on Fox. Sean Hannity is the moderator. Now that shouldn't be a big deal. Republicans have to go on liberal stations for every debate and have liberal moderators asking questions for every single presidential debate. But right. um, uh, but for uh, for Gavin to do this, I think you know, good for him. I want them both to throw out their COVID statistics and then uh, let's uh, let's discuss this. And then fact check. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be the dueling fact checks and echo chambers and depending on the channel you watch. But I don't know. I think that I think there's something good could actually come out of this. Maybe maybe (laughs) ridiculous and having any hope. Well, I would agree. Um, I, I would love to hear that discussion. I think DeSantis will represent the conservative side of things quite skillfully, even as Gavi Boy uh, skillfully uh, lies his way around the horrific record of progressive America. Uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, there's part of me that thinks uh, I've been positing for some time that Gavin is probably the presumptive Democratic nominee because uh, Biden will be dropping out at some point. More on that in a second. But So this is what, almost a gamble for Gavin. Yeah, what do you think Gavin's thinking is? Uh, well, it was the a national a, stage? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a chance to make him a hero of the left um, and, uh, and a juggernaut for the nomination. And if I were advising Gav... It's. I'd have to think about it a little more, but just at first blush, if he can't handle that, he's yet another governor who can't quite play ball in the major leagues, the presidential stage, um, and it's better to know that sooner rather than later, I suppose. So, uh, I don't know. It's about a coin flip for Gav. My only complaint is DeSantis at this point would be, uh, can we do it any sooner? Right. If the polls continue trending the way they are, you know, he may be like third uh, in most polls with Nikki Haley on top, depending. Uh, but I love the idea of it. I just wish it was coming up sooner. Right. Speaking of that, we got a couple of emails from our beloved listeners. You want to drop us a line? Feel free. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Dave, the teacher, says... Uh, You've been discussing the likelihood Biden will withdraw sometime before the primaries. I agree he is unlikely to be the nomination. A thought on timing. More likely that he pulls out between the primaries and the convention. Uh, Has a few advantages. Might solve the Kamala problem. In the event a nominee withdraws before the convention, Democratic Party rules, and he links to the actual rules, allow delegates to vote for their choice at the convention. There's no presumptive VP thing or anything like that, or the next highest primary vote getter. It goes to, all right, we decide this at the convention. Um, and then he goes into the fact that as of the second ballot, the superdelegates get to vote. And that will sway it in favor of whoever the the uh, the anointed one is. I, I'm super excited that we might have a couple of conventions where um, there's excitement for the first time. 
geez, it was just a cycle or two ago where all the talk was, why do we even have these? And networks were not covering them the way they used to because it's not a news event. It's basically right. just a political ad and, you know, buy time if you want political ads. I mean, it, well, this these both of these conventions might be news events, particularly the Democratic convention. We got to be there. Where is it? I know the Republicans uh, in Milwaukee. Is I keep hearing this, then I promptly forget it. It might be. Nah, that doesn't sound right. We got to we'll go. Uh, I know. Oh, we absolutely do. We need to uh, make arrangements uh, sooner rather than later. I'll buy uh, a oh, suit. So, and, we also got this from Lori in South Dakota, where the super cute governor is allegedly having an affair with Corey Lewandowski. Did you see that? Seems pretty clearly true that she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Don't stray from your spouse. Anyway. Um, the Republican let's see. Uh, convention's in Milwaukee. Right. right. And the yeah. Democrats? Oh, that's what I was... Okay, never mind. <laughs> She that's looked up the one, the one we were asking about. So, Thank you, Mike. Chicago. So, Thank you. So, Chicago. Okay. She looked up oh. the one we knew. But not the one we didn't know is what you did. Well, and and I'm an idiot. Number one, I grew up in Chicagoland. Number two, everybody's talking about how incredibly ironic it is that the Democratic Party would go to one of the scenes of their greatest failures, the the rotting city of Chicago. Yeah, it's at the United Center where the the Blackhawks and the Bulls play. Oh, cool! Get to spend a few days in Chicago, and that'll be a good time. Anyway, back to this note from Lori in South Dakota, who came across the, the following reasoning. Uh, Diane Feinstein will finally be declared non compass mentis and resigns from the U.S. Senate. Kamala Harris will gallantly resign the vice presidency so she can step in to complete Ms. Feinstein's term. That's pretty good. That's the tricky one there. How do you convince her? My argument has been... The Democratic Party elders are going to say, look, you've got lower approval ratings than gonorrhea and paper cuts. All right. You're through in politics. You're a laughing stock in politics uh, unless you want to be the permanent senator from from California. Because if you've got a D next to your name, you'll never lose an election. Which would you like? And Humiliated one term veep or permanent senator? And I don't think she could get elected senator like if other Democrats were running against her. Right. Because she's not even popular enough in California. So, uh, yeah, that's a pretty enticing thing. What is she, 50? Something like that? You get to be senator for the next 30 years in the biggest state in the country, U.S. senator. Yeah. Who would turn that down? So, yeah, two deserved a little analysis, but we gave it to you. Step three, Gavin Newsom is appointed to the vice presidency in Ms. Harris's place. Then Joe Biden either resigns of his own will or finally gets section forward. Yes. Is that the way it works? You appoint a vice president? That is correct, sir. You could, could you uh, appoint anyone? Yes. Huh? Okay. The Senate has to approve it, I believe. Smartest uh, man I've ever known. Hunter. Hunter oh, is oh, vice president. Smartest oh, guy I've ever known. Oh, oh, boy. Anyway, so let's presume it's Gavi Newsom. Uh, Biden either resigns or gets Section Ford. What is that? Is that uh, from the military or what? Section uh, 8, I remember, was what Corporal Klinger wanted uh, in, in the uh, great TV series MASH. You see, you know how he proved that he was insane? He dressed as a woman, you see, which showed he had <laughs> mental problems. <laughs> section 4, I think that you can't build a mall next to a sewer. I think that's section <laughs> Anyway, and he goes off to Sunshine Acres to enjoy his twilight years with Corn Pop and Esther. So, ipso facto, <laughs> Governor Kendall becomes President Kendall, and God save us all. There you have it. Thoughts? Um, that's possible. There. Here's the variable. 
the Lunkhead Veep and her camp, can they be reasoned with? Because there is a chance that being a Lunkhead, she doesn't fully recognize the situation she's in, which is, as I described it, and will dig in her her, uh, sensible heels and say, you can't make me do this. I'm going to run for president. And and doesn't go along with the team plan. But I suspect she sees which way the wind is blowing. I've wanted to be president for a long time, and that time is every day. uh, You know, as enticing as being a U.S. senator is, it ain't like the the, you can sniff the throne from there. I mean, if you thought you could win, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, putting aside that uh, objectionable phrase you, you threw out there, um... I think the party elders have to sit her down and say, look, I want you to see something. I want to show you a picture. See this? She'll say, it's a dog. That's right. <laughs> this is my dog. My dog has a better chance of getting elected president than you do. Well, I okay? thought you were going to say, my dog Come is smarter on, than you are. Well, that, that's step two. Not only that, but Rover here, well, I've seen his SATs and I've seen yours. Anyway. <laughs> So it's some variation on the above. Yeah, I think the party elders and Gavi have uh, decided this will launch him to true national. I'm sorry, the uh, debate with DeSantis will launch him to true national prominence, and he will establish his bona fides as a slick advocate for uh, progressive fantasies, as opposed but, to reality, which is that their their uh, policies fail miserably. Uh, that doesn't sound outlandish, but you all realize that would be one of the most extraordinary things that's happened in our entire nation's history, right? Well, yeah, of course. Well, we have to. There's a senile president who claims he's running for re-election. That's pretty crazy, too. In fact, it might be the most convoluted, crazy thing that's ever happened in our nation's history, read the presidency. So, yeah, it's, I mean... So it both sounds likely and like an asteroid coming out of space in terms of a uh, an event. Well, as we've said many times, unprecedented plus unprecedented has to equal unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, that is very, very true. And on the other side, the guy from The Apprentice. Go figure. <laughs> um, coming up, the worst tourist attractions in the world. They're some of the most famous tourist attractions in the world. Number one is clearly number one. I feel bad personally for people around the world who come to visit number one, which is in our own backyard. And I just, I wish we could get the, maybe we can help get the word out. Don't waste your time and money. <laughs> wow. Anyway, okay. Stay tuned for all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of stuff on the way. Uh, came across this yesterday, the worst tourist destinations in the world. It's voted on by travelers, uh, you know, who, who go to these sorts of things. I don't travel the world that much myself. But uh, several in America made the list. And number one is definitely the worst tourist attraction in the world, at least that I've ever been to. But, um, uh, And one caveat to this, you'll notice a couple of them in the top four. It's because how far it is from the airport I don't want to travel with you. So you're a, you want to get to the destination, take your picture there, and then be able to post it on Instagram, but you're not actually interested in learning about the country, I guess? Coming up, how Instagram has ruined everything. Stay with us. (laughs) Yeah, because number three is the Taj Mahal in India, which uh, seems like a pretty cool place to be. It was built in the 1600s. I didn't realize that. Uh, iconic, one of the most admired pieces of architecture and recognizable in the world, but not worth the trip, according to people, because it's a whopping 136 miles to the closest airport, making it the furthest major tourist destination from an airport. I would find the drive, car, ride, taxi, train trip from the airport to the Taj Mahal in India the most interesting thing maybe I've ever done in my life. But those of you who just want to be at the thing so you can take a picture and post it, well, whatever. So, oh, oh, same with is the grand, Same with the Grand Bazaar in Turkey, number two. This is a giant open shopping mall that has been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. It might be the world's oldest shopping mall, but it's too far from the airport, they say. So they got a very low rating. 4,000 shops. Wow. It looks amazing. So, again, I would love to experience that and see everything around there and the trip between the airport and there. I would find fascinating. But I guess if you just want to be able to say you're there, which is like the conversation I was having last week about why they want to move the Mona Lisa out of the Louvre because the lines are so long for people who can say, I've seen the Mona Lisa. See this picture of me with the Mona Lisa in the background? Anyway, number one is absolutely true. The Hollywood Walk of Fame in California. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel person. It hurts my heart for anybody who traveled from a, somewhere on the other side of the world, especially if you brought your kids. Yeah, well, the- if you traveled from Pasadena, it's a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood Walk of Fame is the biggest nothing burger of all nothing burgers. <laughs> I know. 
I wonder how many people actually travel there and have heard of it and everything like that and get there and think, this can't be it. <laughs> this is oh shabby and nobody cares except that guy dressed as Captain America who wants 20 bucks for a picture. Right. right. And as I pointed out a couple of weeks ago when I just happened to be on that street because we were going somewhere else with my kids, like... Most of the artists on there, nobody under the age of 50 has ever heard of. And, like, I've heard of them but haven't seen their work. Even at my age, most of the things you're stepping on. Wait, and it was a glorified, you pay us $1,000, we'll give you a little star in the sidewalk thing. So hilarious. It fails on every level. Yeah, Worst tourist attraction in the world. What do we have coming up? Well, uh, tourism has ruined several of the great cities in the world, especially Instagram tourism, continuing on in this theme. Plus, school is a hostile place for boys. We need to do something about this America. It's vitally important. Yeah, I hate this story, but we do need to talk about it. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you ever see the illegal aliens that one the weirdest thing? They come in by the tens of thousands, sometimes a day, and they all have, they have cell phones. I'm saying, where did they get the cell phones? Everybody has a cell phone. They're all talking in these beautiful cell phones, and they're expensive ones, too. They're nice ones. Somebody who's into that said, those are good phones. And then I say, who, pay, who pays their bills? Who's paying the bills, Marjorie? Do you want to check that? I'll give it to Marjorie. She'll figure that one out fast. No, but you ever notice? They're all coming in with cell phones. <laughs> he, he, he understands. Uh. 
a, a way to like uh, tickle the erogenous zones of people around issues better than practically anybody ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the sort of thing that drives people nuts when you see homeless people with cell phones. Or how about illegals crossing the border with cell phones? That drives people crazy. So uh, more from Trump coming up. Also, Ibram X. Kendi, racist con man, exposed finally. Well, we've exposed him long ago, but people are starting to wake up to the fact that he's a complete phony. Uh, So hang around for that. Yes. On the Trump thing. So we got a clip we'll play again later where he's talking about uh, wind power or whatnot. That'll make the point even better because I saw this mocked by mainstream media yesterday trump's speech they just don't understand why it's working i guess you're just in such a different world view of politics and issues you don't understand why his message is working but got a better example of that coming up later excellent so uh yesterday we were talking about education in america a little bit and uh cited the fact that 40 percent of baltimore's public schools do not have a single student proficient in math the CEO of Baltimore Schools makes something like half a million dollars a year. Wow. It's a miserable failure of a school system. Just a miserable failure. And when nobody's proficient, you do have to ask the question, what would happen if you didn't have the school at all? The head of the Chicago's Teachers Union uh, quietly pulled her kid out of public schools and put them in a private school. Wow. That uh, came to people's attention, and uh, her explanation is uh, tragic comic. Uh, we'll get to that at some point if we have time. Um, but between you know those things and the fact that uh, that uh, they're indoctrinating your kids into radical ideologies, and oh, that's right. I almost I wanted to bring up the fact that um, uh, where is that? Uh, They had a report the other evening on Fox News, uh, I think it was, or it might have been one of the other networks, about the fact that the uh, balanced literacy way of teaching reading was a miserable failure. Just a miserable, terrible failure. And now they're going back to phonics, which always worked beautifully. But education is prone to fads. Because of the sort of people involved, I guess, or because you're not going to become a super famous celebrated educator by doing what's worked for 250 years. You're just not. I unfortunately, uh, my kids fell right in the sweet spot of that when it was all the thing. My uh, my my eighth grader now, when he was in kindergarten, first grade, no phonics. It was all sight words. That's the way you learn to read, by taking in the word as a whole. taking in clues. That's right. You you take in words in their totality. And I remember at the time thinking, you do? Is that the way the brain works? Like you take in the word as a whole? It doesn't... No. Phonics works. It's always worked. That's right. So now they're going back to that, but they've lost a generation of kids who can't read. Anyway, uh, all of that is a prelude to the uh, great piece in the Wall Street Journal. School is a hostile environment for boys. And I have been an activist on this front, partly because I was a very, very energetic kid. I probably would have gotten diagnosed with ADHD or something like that. I had a very hard time sitting still. I found school too slow and often too easy. And I, I went nuts in school, in some classes in particular. Um, so while you, are, while you are a man that craves leisure, you are not a boy that craved leisure. Oh, yeah, the uh, the transition from excessive energy to lethargy was uh, remarkable. Uh, scientists should study it. Anyway, 
Uh, thank God for recess where we would run around and play yeah. soccer with all of our energy till we were sweat-soaked, bloody need, the re- tussled of hair. And then we'd come in and we could sit still for a little while and learn, but then there'd be more exercise. It was great back in the day. Anyway, uh, the Wall Street Journal points out if boys were dramatically outperforming girls in school, policymakers would declare a crisis and urgently seek ways to reduce the disparity. Yep. In fact, girls are dramatically outperforming boys. Why don't the boys get the same respect? In 2014, uh, that was nine years ago, the American Psychological Association Journal published a study that found girls and women from elementary school to grad school received higher grades than males in every subject. I remember pointing this out at the time. The APA looked at research spanning 30 countries and nearly a century the studies revealed that recent claims of a boy crisis with boys lagging behind girls in school achievement are not accurate because girls' grades have been consistently higher than boys across several decades with no significant changes in recent years. But that is so misleading. That's, it's, that's terrible, terrible signs. Um, we'll get back to that in a minute. The opening of opportunity to women is creating the new disparity. Women account for 60% of college freshmen. That has broader social implications. Since women tend to marry up, the consequence of this sex ratio imbalance is that educated women have harder time finding suitable males, contributing to a client decline in marriage, increasing out of wedlock childbearing, and an effort to put a happy face on the latter by women declaring themselves single mothers by choice. So why do boys struggle in school? 2015 study suggested that, quote, the current school environment or climate might be, in general, more attuned to feminine-type personalities. And the person who writes this is a psychotherapist and points out this is absolutely true. And and for the American Psychological Association to say that there's no, there's no pattern to worry about with the boys' crisis, this has been true for a very long time. Well, this study pointed out that from preschool on, children are asked to sit quietly for long periods of time. That's developmentally unnatural for boys who have far more testosterone than girls. When boys are asked to suppress their energy and aggression rather than sublimate it into healthy activities, they develop high levels of cortisol, perhaps you've heard of it, popularly known as the stress hormone. That sends them into fight-or-flight mode, which makes them distractible, agitated, and squirmy. These behaviors can resemble the symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and it's likely many boys are misdiagnosed and medicated. That's when you got to get the medicine going. That's right. So you put them in an activity, a lack of activity, that every responsible psychologist, psychiatrist, doctor, and anthropologist would tell them, Oh, if you do that, they're going to develop cortisol and uh, have fight or flight activities and and be agitated out of their minds. And yet, because the educational establishment is not just dominated by females, which is fine because women are great, but it's dominated by females who have that awful, ugly, to be pro-woman must be to be anti-male, or... They're just so lacking in insight, they don't understand that boys and girls have different needs, which if you're that goddamn lacking in insight, you shouldn't be teaching people how to tie their shoes. You certainly shouldn't be in charge of any significant educational programs. Another consequence of feminizing boys is low self-esteem. 
Boys feel ashamed and are made to feel like failures because of their inability to adapt to feminine teaching methods. They become depressed and anxious, developing feelings of inadequacy and hopeful, hopelessness. Many are marginalized and openly criticized by teachers who fail to understand that the problem isn't the boy, but the way they're educating him. I do know that, and not just my kids. I've, I've been around enough kids to know that this is uh, uh, generally true. Um, in the modern era, girls like school and boys don't. So just on that, something about the way it's presented is pleasing to girls and not pleasing to boys. If you were in the business of educating people, wouldn't you think, wow, we should probably figure out why that is and address it because it's so important? Right. Or what kind of psycho would you have to be to say, you know what the problem is? It's boys. It's little boys. Little boys who all are you know, very similar should not be the way they are. There's something wrong with them. That I, makes you a psycho. I have taken that in, not that directly said, but certainly um, that seems to be the worldview of a number of people I've run into it's just boys aren't suited for education or this sort of thing well the way you've crafted that they're not suited for it i'm going to start a boys academy i don't know what i'm going to call it it's going to be a school for boys where we are going to recognize a hundred percent that boyhood is beautiful it's wild it's rough it's unruly it's like i said sweaty and skinned knees in some cases some boys are quiet and more effeminate whatever and that's fine you be you uh but i think we sorely need that that's the sort of thing i'd like to do if i was super rich i don't have any interest in having a giant yacht or whatever traveling a kind of car but i'd love to be able to do stuff like that like start a school as an experiment where it's designed with the boy in mind where we're going to play dodgeball every hour for for 10 minutes or something uh and you know and and boy you look around classrooms the more i think about it they're just they're just so visually look like they're aimed at girls as opposed to boys oh, just yeah. every everything about the presentation is aimed at the way girls like things as opposed to the way boys like things yeah yeah, and it's just it's a moral and intellectual failure of elephantine proportions, and it makes me mad. Uh, one more interesting note on this topic after a quick word from our friends at Upside.com. We were talking about this earlier as if we need to. Inflation is high. We're all feeling the bite. you got to find creative ways to save, and that's why we want to tell you about a new favorite way to save. That's Upside. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. So to get started, you download the free Upside app. You use the promo code Armstrong, and you'll get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And then next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. Yep, with Upside, you're not getting slammed by inflated prices because you get cash back on every purchase. And Upside users are earning more than a million bucks a week and love it. They have a 4.8-star rating on the App Star. Oh, I'm sorry, at the App Store. App Star is not a thing. There's stars at the store. But there's okay. not an App Star. There's a Death Star. Download the free Upside app. Use the promo code Armstrong to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's the promo code Armstrong. Get that Upside app. So, not, so we're going to talk about Instagram stars coming up, but not App Stars. That's correct, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, this passed by with nobody paying it any heed. 
which is yet another example of the intellectual and moral failing of so much of the intellectual class in the country have been convinced that to be pro-woman must be to be anti-man. And if you say, yeah, we're having a crisis of men, then I don't know, you're a caveman or you're an idiot. I don't know what they're thinking. But Marco Rubio released a 40-page report several days ago regarding male labor participation that details the problems men face in their roles as providers and shares evidence that working-aged men are having trouble finding quality jobs and are dropping out of the labor force at high rates. And nobody paid attention to it, bar a couple of conservative uh, media outlets. And it's really interesting it's called the state of the working and non-working man. One section headlined behind the decline explores various explanations for men's problems in the workforce, includes subsections on deindustrialization and the rise of the service economy, college for all, mass immigration, the welfare and disability trap, and the cultural and technical revolution. All of those really interesting topics. Nobody paid any attention. Yeah, um, uh, reinforcing something we've been talking about from some other stats that came out a year or so ago, we have, I think it was 7 million men of working age that are not working or looking for a job. That's correct, yeah. Which is uh, unheard of in, uh, well, really in any country probably in history, but it's certainly unheard of in the United States, including like the Great Depression. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this will be a growing problem. You'd think just from a practical political point of view, you'd want to get a handle on it because seven million despair ridden young men ain't a good thing. No, 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 no. That's not good for social unrest. We got a lot on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, from uh, tooth extrication instruments to implant instruments. We had a couple of our detectives head over there, and there was a pretty significant dental uh, operation going out back. I mean, you're talking about dental surgery. There are a lot of patients that have to be pre-dosed with antibiotics because of heart conditions. I'm sure his intent is not to infect somebody or do a bad job, but unfortunately, the safeguards aren't in place. The regulation's not in place. So it's really a sad situation. What's that? Black market dentists setting up, setting up shop in the back of a convenience store, Jack. In Milford, Massachusetts, one Juan Hermida Munoz arrested Friday in connection with the illegal dentistry. Um, based on the name, I'm uh, guessing this dentist is from a foreign land? Yeah, he's an Ecuadorian national, indeed. And he came to this land seeking only to drill into people's teeth without a license. The American dream. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not against the idea of certain requirements to be a dentist or a doctor. But but if I'm if I'm poor, I got no health insurance. I know you're not a real dentist, but I don't know. Word on the street is you do a pretty good job. I don't know. Should society be stepping in and not let now is he was he trying to portray himself as like a legit dentist office? I don't know. That's an interesting question. But if he's a, I hey, think I've the fact that he was renting the, inter- the rear room of a convenience store is a bit of a clue, isn't it? Well, right. So that's what I'm saying. So, hey, look, I'm uh, I'm pretty handy with tools. I read a lot about it. I, I've watched a lot of videos about dentistry. Here's talk to these five guys over here. I worked on their teeth. They're fine. Um, I got a dental problem. I got no insurance. I'm broke. Uh, maybe I give it a whirl. And should the government stop me? Well, I just appreciate that you grudgingly came out in favor of standards for medical professionals at the beginning of your little screed. That's uh, that's nice. Although, on the other hand, in this country, we have the right to bear arms, but we don't have the right to bear a drill. Right. Sure. Does that make sense? That's what I'm saying. I'm an adult. I want this guy to drill into my teeth. It's it would it's unlike like if you have a. Uh, cheap off-the-books crappy electrician install something in your home you could burn down the home and cause all kinds of problems for other people this seems like it's got a limiting factor in that you don't want to be in horrific pain so you're 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 somewhat uh incentivized to uh to to to, to not just have anybody drill in your head i would assume yeah, yeah, the, the, the fellow who we're listening to is the police chief, I believe, um, who pointed out that, you know, there is a pretty good chance of a terrible medical outcome. Well, then don't go to them. Let people make their own adult decisions. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't like cracking down on this. Jack My comes got... out in favor of Ecuadorian off-books dentists. All right. Uh, uh, I don't come out in favor of me going to them or taking my kids there, but if you want to, I think you should be able to. If you What's think your limit? Pull, if you think he can pull your tooth out, then go ahead. Have a go at it. What's your limit? Those, uh, <laughs> tape of the incident. Uh, how about the uh, like garage plastic surgeons who uh, dr- inject fillers into women's uh, buttocks to give them a bigger badonkadonk and women end up dying? As long as they know <laughs> that you're not actually a doctor, <laughs> then fine. Well, I, I appreciate your love of liberty. <clears throat> but if somebody ends up dead... Well, then they made a bad choice. 
Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I'm like an off-the-books uh, garage plastic surgeon, and I'm injecting filler into women's butts and they die? You don't think I should be in trouble? I don't know. Were you doing your best? Or were you... Uh... Oh, for the love of heaven. That, that That's a dozen sorts of reckless endangerment and... and no, good gracious. I don't know. Let people make their own decisions. Wow. I ain't got no money. You think you can pull my tooth out? I've seen you with a pair of pliers. You seem pretty handy. Oh, Yank wow. this baby out for me. I'm going to bite down on a strap of leather. How are you going to bite down on a strap of leather? He's pulling your tooth out. So mm. you haven't thought this through at all. <laughs> we do four hours every day. Four glorious hours. Dare. About all kinds of different stuff. And if you ever miss an hour, you can uh, get it in podcast form. You should subscribe to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Then the feed will show up. Ibram Kendi, con man. Next hour, for instance. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.